This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is Andy Gutierrez from StarWars.com and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is James Arnold Taylor and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Hmm, I have a good feeling about this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CWK Live. We are back every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm your host, Dan Zare. Delighted, absolutely delighted to be talking Star Wars with each and every one of you. As we are chatting, I am seeing our friends trickling in on the chats. Of course, you can like, comment. And be a part of the show. Make sure you click on that bell and those notifications so you know when CWK Live is happening. Let's bring in our friends. Hello, Minta. This is the way. It's CWK Day. Hello, Minta. Great to see you. Very happy Tuesday to you as well. Jason is here. Hello, Jason. Great to see you, buddy. As is our friend Darren. Hello, Darren. Great to see you back. And Robert. Hello, Robert. Great to see you on the show. We Well, it's been... It's been a while. I hope everybody had a wonderful Halloween. I had a great Halloween trick-or-treating with Mason, and my wife and I enjoyed walking around them. It was really, really cold here in central Illinois last week. In fact, it even snowed a little bit on trick-or-treat, but now we're having really nice weather. It's perfect weather to talk Star Wars, but that is about any weather possible, isn't it? Uh, Father Jimmy is here. He says, good to be back for some CWK Live after the Halloween Hiatus. The Halloween hiatus is correct. And let's hear it for Father Jimmy. He did a great job covering the first part of the Clone Wars Mortis arc with me and Dennis Keithley on CWK uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, tonight on the show, let's look at what we've got. We have got your top five moments from the second episode of Mortis, the Altar of Mortis. And we've got Star Wars news and merchandise updates and your comments and questions. Liberty is here. Hello, everyone. I'm fresh off the Rhode Island Comic Con Trail. Well, Liberty, great to have you on the show. All right, let's do this. Let's take a look at what is brewing in the world of Star Wars this week. All right, so I think, um, so we're catching up a little bit on news and trying to find things that aren't super outdated but are still relevant to us. I think the first one is that on December 1st, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is going to be on Disney+. Plus. And I think that is exciting news for those of you who have already seen it and want to relive it again or just didn't get a chance to go to the theater for whatever reason. 
don't have it on Blu-ray. It's going to be on Disney Plus on December 1st, which is great news. It's great news. It'll be fun. I've still only seen that movie one time. I know many of our listeners have seen it uh, many, many times. So this will be good to see. This is some great news, uh, I think. Our friends at Lucasfilm deserve a round of applause as well because Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures got five Emmy nominations for children and family Emmys, including Outstanding Preschool Animated Series. And look, if you've got kids, or even if you don't, you got niece, nephew, or you just like to be happy and experience Star Wars, which is, I believe, all of you listening or viewing the show, CWK Live, it's a delightful show. The characters are great. The cast is wonderful. Lucasfilm has worked really, really hard on this, and it shows. It's gorgeous animation, and it's just great. And it's got some wonderful messages in it, too, that are really quite... Uh, they're important, and I think they're purposeful in the best way possible. Mary says, such a great show. Love Nubs. So Nubs is kind of a breakout character on on this show, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. There is a lot... There is a lot of merchandise going on, uh, as always. So I'm really excited about this. Every year around this time, Columbia has an exclusive Star Wars collection. They've had Mandalorian. They've had last year was Clone Wars. They had the uh, Hoth crew jacket years ago from The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they had the Book of Boba Fett one year. Now they've got the Columbia Skywalker pilot collection. There is a full body snowsuit. There is a lightweight pilot jacket. There's a heavy parka, a couple of pullovers, a crew neck, goggles, a hat, fanny pack, t-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I got some close-ups here for you. So this is the uh, this is the pilot collection jacket. These come out, uh, I believe, December first, if I'm not mistaken. So this is the pilot jacket. It is lightweight. If only I had one that I could show you. Wait, wait. I do. I do. Columbia was kind enough to send me one of these. I'm going to show you what it's like. I just got it, oh gosh, about two hours ago. Here is, oh boy. Uh, here's the interior. Nice and Nice and warm. Here is the front part. You can see the sleeves have the, the Luke Skywalker pilot uh, striping on it. Here is the front patch itself, Columbia, with the... Uh, my wife said, what is that? I said, that's Luke Skywalker's designation in the Rebellion, Deanna's there. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I'm going to put it on. This is the lighter white one. The other one is the parka, but it's really comfortable. I love it. Is this what you tuned in for to watch a grown man put a jacket on? I mean, what is better than this? So there you go. This is how it looks. I'll zip it up here. Boy. There you have it. It's got on one of the sleeves. Here we go. It's got the Rebel Rebellion logo. It's kind of puffy and perforated really really nice so awesome stuff uh, it's, it's a perfect lightweight jacket and you can get a much heavier parka that's longer too louis says columbia was featured in nascar on michael jordan's team cars they are sponsoring star wars 
featured on two cars. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. There was a great commercial with that. Uh, Father Jimmy says, I might need a snowsuit. People have been telling me it's supposed to be a snowy winter here in D.C. You know what? It would be so cool to have the snowsuit. Don't you think? Oh, look. It's the snowsuit. This has a similar jacket. It's much heavier. Um, but yeah, it's it's the full one. I'm going to post some pictures and video later. But awesome, awesome, awesome. Again, I'm not going to put this on right now because it's be too hard to do. But I am going to make some video and some stuff to show it. They also were kind enough to send me the hat, the official hat, uh, Luke Skywalker pilot hat. The back has the Rebel logo on it too. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Columbia, for sending me this over. And thank you for humoring me while I stumble my way through trying to put this thing on. Would it be good for hot temperatures? Yes, it would. Columbia's stuff is always incredibly warm. So I would feel really good about this. I'll be testing it out in the Illinois winter for sure. Mita says, looks cozy. It would come in handy in the Northeast where it's winter eight months out of the year. I know, exactly. Jason says, looks like you could have used that coat on Halloween. I know I could have. I know. That is a great point. Uh, Darren says, wow, that snowsuit looks serious. That thing, Darren, that thing is awesome. I walked, I walked, I put it on and I walked upstairs and we have two dogs. One's like a little seven pound dog one's like 20 pounds and they started barking i mean i and i'm in my mind they're saying oh it's luke skywalker on hoth that's what to me that's what the dogs were saying but you know i'm, I'm not really a dog translator so we'll see okay so there's a full look at the snowsuit which i just showed you there is the hat oh uh, how about that i made this a long time ago now uh from from hasbro they made some cool announcements there's the carson tiva helmet uh, which and if you've ever seen Hasbro's helmets in person, they are really terrific, They're really really well done, well crafted. They fit well, nice and snug, but just the appropriate amount. The sound effects—they're just great display pieces, and you can actually wear them. So we have some new vintage collection figures. We've got Count Dooku from Attack of the Clones with a, a stunning uh, recreation of Christopher Lee, and it comes with the lightsaber with the blade or without the blade which is great these are on sale right now by the way here's the force awaken finn vintage collection again vintage collection is three and three quarter inch figures this is a phase one clone trooper again vintage collection three and three quarter which of course is the classic size kenner from this one is from attack of the clones and you can take the helmet on or off and it's got that the image of the clones from the from the films which is of course tamira morrison Father Jimmy says, do you and your dogs communicate by Shri Wook? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that, Father. Um, but yes, I know, I, I, what I do know, I know what it means when they say I have to go pee or poo outside. I know that in Shri Wook because of my years of, of working with the dogs. Larry says, perfect helmet to wear while you calm your murder droid. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Here is Black Series. This is Padme from The Phantom Menace with a number of different accessories. Uh, well, a couple of blasters, and then you can change the hands around a little bit, and that's pretty nice. Well, I'm really excited about this next one. This is young Anakin Skywalker. I did not get a picture, I don't believe, of him in box, but this is a Black Series Anakin from Phantom Menace. I think this is a stunningly awesome figure, the recreation of a young Jake Lloyd. I just, I really like it. Really kind of heartwarming to see it like this, and I really like this particular image. This is why I chose it. 
but very nice. Hey, it's Burnt Waffles. It's our friends. I got to meet them a few weeks ago. That's cool that you can take off the helmet of the clone trooper. I know. I love that. I love that, fellas. I think that's so cool. Oh, I don't have anything here. All right. Well, that's it for merchandise. Okay, very good. Um, one other quick thing. Uh, you probably saw this on Facebook or, or Twitter slash X, but The Eye of Darkness by George Mann, the first novel in Phase 3 of The High Republic, is coming soon, really soon. Uh, and boy, oh boy, I'm not going to spoil it, but George Mann does not disappoint. This is a fabulous, fabulous addition to The High Republic. It's great to be back in this era of The High Republic. We can see what's going on with Elzar Mann. Marquion Rowe, all all of all of your friends and foes from the High Republic, uh, you're gonna love it. There's much more to come on that. But let's go ahead and jump into our top five for today. So there is an old one from David Motters uh, and Mary talking. Yeah, we're gonna do our top five. This is top five: Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Altar of Mortis. This is the second episode. Uh, it's from season three of The Clone Wars. I believe it's episode, is it 16? It's either 16 or 17, I can't remember, but it is titled Altar of Mortis. Boy, oh boy. This is not a, a show. Uh, it's it's some heavy stuff, right? It's some pretty dark stuff, but uh, very, very well done. Um, Mortis is legendary for a reason, and I'm looking forward to Breaking this down in much more detail on Coffee with Kenobi, we are going to break it down first uh, for our top five. So let's go ahead and jump into this thing. Number five for me, I put signs and symbols and parentheses, I put wings. So the griffin and the gargoyle are the daughter and the son. And at first blush, the father doesn't have, he doesn't turn into some kind of a, a winged majestic beast. No, he doesn't. But he has small wings that are almost angelic. But more significantly, if you look at the image when he's laying down, uh, when he has been wounded by the sun, uh, pretty seriously wounded, and he's laying down there, each, each one of these different characters has like symbols. And when he lays down the little stone engraving where he lays perfectly in the middle, it's almost like he was lined up uh, by an artistic director or something, which, you know, Star Wars animators, uh, Lucasfilm animators, of course. But he lays perfectly in the middle, and the stone etchings looks like he has wings. And I just think that's a really nice, subtle piece of imagery that I would not have noticed if I didn't watch this a number of times uh, for the show this week. Uh, Father Jimmy says we should have reviewed uh, all this stuff on Halloween. Yeah, we probably should have. We probably should have. So anyway, that is my number five. Uh, I, I like the symbolism of the of the different images. And then when we see these images later in Rebels and in Ahsoka... I think we're going to see a bit more of a connection here. Five for Robert. Obi-Wan's logical reasoning concerning what's due after Ahsoka is taken by the sun. I was fascinated by the debate the two of them had as well, Robert. Liberty's number five. Heavy show for sure. Zombie Ahsoka was frightening. She was... That was that was very troubling. And I thought, I thought Ashley Eckstein was amazing as the voice of the dark Ahsoka. Minta's five sibling rivalry. It's clear that the daughter wants to stop her brother from falling too deep into the dark side, but the son is doing whatever it takes to gain more power, even at the cost of the universe. Yeah, that's he's uh 
he's an evil character, but I think he's more complicated than that. But in, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the cost of the universe is it's very much hanging in the balance. It's hard not to think that this affect Revenge of the Sith. Mary's number five. I'll put that back up there, Mary. Anakin and Obi-Wan at the beginning after the chase for Ahsoka. When Anakin says it was a giant tower, of course I saw it. They have a fantastic relationship. They do. Uh, it's tense, uh, but it's also honest. And they're they're very much like brothers in this series, I think, especially. Jason's number five is to possess Ahsoka. Super creepy. Yes, super creepy. Father Jimmy, the creepy prison gremlin, shows how insidious the brother is. Yes, definitely. There's a... There's a lot of symbolism, I think, in that creepy little character, which is not named even in the credits. But of course, it is just a, a different personification of the sun, which I think I'm going to get to in my number four. Let's see if I remember correctly in my list. I do. All right. So it, my uh, camera is cutting off part of my imagery. It's too late for me to change it. So I apologize. But I put the escape double meaning when the small creature that ends up being the sun is working with Ahsoka and frees her. He talks about uh, escaping and how it's so difficult to do. And he's not talking about it. I know he says it's impossible. And he's not talking. I didn't catch this until later after repeat viewings, but he's not talking about it's impossible for Ahsoka to escape. He means for him to escape this planet of Mortis because the father has kept him and the daughter here. And I just thought that was a clever thing. It jumped out to me primarily because it didn't jump out to me right away the first couple times that I saw it. So just very smart. Uh, the devil, the devel is the sun. And not, not one-to-one, but they both operate very similarly, I think. I, I think there's a lot to explore there. Father Jimmy would know this uh, better than I would because he is an expert. Um, not in the devil, in, in the idea of good versus evil. Hello. Okay, Mita's number four. The father begins to blame himself for the death of the daughter, fearing that the son is beyond redemption. You can see that he's more human than he cares to admit. Yes, you're right. And I, I was very struck by that on this, in this one, Mita. Very, very, very true. It's, they're not infallible. They're not infallible. And it, it's really noticeable here. Robert's number four. Ahsoka's flip over Anakin to catch her lightsaber. Wasn't that cool? There's some great choreography here. Mary's number four, the daughter taking Obi-Wan to the altar and then retrieving the dagger. She knows she could, shouldn't take him there, but she feels like there is no other choice. Yeah, it's some pretty dark stuff. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to save. It's hard for me not to. I want to save my comments till it comes up in my list, but you're right on. Liberty's four, the father mentions they need to get back to their galaxy. I perked up at the mention of this during my rewatch. I may not have noticed it before. Liberty, I am the same way. I am the exact same way on that. Jason's for the daughter's sacrificial acts of saving the father and Ahsoka. Yes. Yes, uh, it was really lovely and, and very sad, but had to happen in, in a way. Number four for Father Jimmy, man, many of the son's lines reference or mimic Palpatine's lines. Yes, even the tone of how Sam Witwer, you know, proclaims these, these strong statements is definitely not an accent, but it's, it's a really, really cool thing. Let's go to number three. Maybe. Yes, here we go. So Whitworth's voice performance, speaking of, I, Sam Whitworth, of course, is a terrific performer. His voice work is second to none. And I 
I remember when I was when these first came out, thinking that the sun and mall sounded the same. They don't. They. Don't. I mean, they're both evil and menacing, but they're very, very different. He doesn't have the same kind of a growl that Maul has. Uh, that's almost sort of soothing in a in a creepy way. But the sun is just. Uh, there's a lot of pain in Whitworth's performance for the sun, and I just think it's really rich, and I think it adds so much to the 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 dichotomy and the weirdness, uh, the dysfunction. Well, I don't know if it's dysfunction, uh, but the 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 problems that this character, the son, actually is. Uh, it's it's really well done. Number three for me to as the daughter showed Obi Wan the temple that had the dagger. The conflict was clear on her face. She knew that he she he shouldn't be there, and she loved her brother dearly. But that door had closed, and there was no other choice. That's right. There was no other choice, at least the way it was presented to us. Roberts three, the monastery appearing to Obi-Wan immediately upon his thinking about how to find the father. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And I think it's this is a nice imagery. I really like the emotions on his face uh, and how it's illustrated. From Burt Waffle, number three, that there is quite a bit of foreshadowing of Anakin turning the dark side. Yeah, it's very, very intense. Hey, it's our friends from Podcast of the Wills. Hello, friends. Great to see you. Number three for Jason, the epic battles, son versus daughter and Anakin versus, uh, Annie, sorry, Ahsoka versus Anakin and Obi-Wan. Some great, great battles here. Mary's three, dark Ahsoka battling Anakin and Obi-Wan at the same time. We see the daughter and the son battling and the force forces them. The father forces them all into the same area. You all get me so excited and I read so fast. So I thank you for uh, bearing with me as I parse through my words so quickly. Maybe I should have been um, an auctioneer. Number three for father, Jimmy, Obi-Wan getting the dagger reminded me of King Arthur and Excalibur. Yes, yes. But that's, it's interesting that you say that because that's about worthiness. And this is... Well, something different. Kind of the pros and cons that dagger. I'm, I'm really looking forward to breaking down on this week on Coffee with Kenobi. So I'm glad you brought that up, Father Jimmy. Liberty's number three. The imagery and visuals in the episode are wonderful. The drama seems intensified by the visuals. The daughter and the son and their differences in appearance are beautiful. It's This is really... I had to keep reminding myself that this wasn't recently made. This is an older episode as far as animation goes uh, with Lucasfilm. And it's really stunning. Like the, just the the way the daughter carries herself and the glow and then the voice work on this. It's just, it's just so well done. It's so well done. Let's go to number two. Number two, I put the son's recruitment of Anakin. It, early on there is, Anakin has this vision where he is talking to himself, but it's really the son. He doles out some of the, Dialogue that Palpatine uses to recruit Anakin later, which, uh, as Father just talked about, is is pretty on point. But it's just his rationale for trying to get Anakin to join him and uh, the misguided advice. And I don't have the dialogue in front of me right now, per se, but it's a really interesting class, a master class in manipulation and Anakin's struggle and frustration are really interesting here. It's just really, really rich. And that's just at the beginning of the episode. It's a, it's a psychology class. It's a psychological 
examination of manipulation, um, weird motivation, and and Anakin's internal strength. I mean, let's not. Yes, this is definitely about the foreshadowing of Anakin and who he becomes. But I think maybe more importantly, it shows why it's so tragic that he does fall because he really puts up a good mental fight and will not give in to the son's evil manipulation. So now would it have worked as well if he didn't have Ahsoka kidnapped? I don't think so, but it would have been interesting to see what the fight looked like then. So I just think it's really fascinating. All right, number two, Forminta. After the son converted Ahsoka to the dark side or zombie side, she seemed to emote some of her spite and Anakin, such as being called snips or being criticized on her skills. There may have been some truth to her words. I wondered that too. But it was clear that the son had her in his grasps like a puppet, using her to gain his prize, which was the dagger. Well said, Minta. Um, wow. I, I, Minta, you just seem to get more and more insightful every week, which is saying something because you're already a pretty intelligent. So this is cool. Cool to see what you're saying. I wondered that too. Is there truth in this or is he just exempl- like exasperating? It's almost, I, I kind of thought of it this way. You know how like, you ever heard of Halt? When you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you shouldn't get into an argument, especially with someone you love. I feel like that bite exacerbated everything Ahsoka ever felt, but like to an nth degree. So how extreme she really felt those things is hard to say, but it really amplifies your anger and frustration. And I think it's very much on display here. Mary is next one. The daughter speaks earlier about her selflessness. She proves that when she jumps in front of her father to save him. And I've always thought that was the difference between the Jedi and the Sith. Selfish versus selfless, and it's really personified here. Robert's number two, evil Ahsoka. Who knew Ashley X9 could be so scary? I know. It was a really great performance. Liberty's number two, what episode would be complete without Anakin and Obi-Wan wrecking a ship, <laughs> right? Love their banter about seeing the tower. That was cool. And you're right. they are all. That's, it's kind of their move, isn't it? Father Jimmy, the opening quote, he who surrenders hope, surrenders life, is made more important when Anakin shouts, there is always hope, which is an important little a moment in this episode. Jason's number two, similar to my three. Sam Whitworth, his vocal talents are most impressive. Yes, they are. I agree. But let's get to our number one from Altar of Mortis. For me, it's the daughter Ahsoka connection. Morai, the convoy, has, has been following Ahsoka around in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, in Mandalorian, and in, yes, Ahsoka. And we've always enjoyed that connection. The, the Morai looks very much like the daughter. But in this episode, when Ahsoka's dead, because she does appear to be dead, Anakin, with the help of the father balancing him out, connects them together almost like a blood tra- a spiritual blood transfusion and with her daughter's last breath she brings Ahsoka to life so if you ever were in doubt that there's a connection between the two and I don't usually like to do anachronisms where you kind of go out of order but I don't know if that's really an anachronism it's really more of a time thing but nevertheless it's it's really important it's really interesting and I think this really, I mean, of course, Dave knew this because he worked on all of this. And I just think it really cements for me why the daughter and Ahsoka have this irrevocable connection that is just 
so important to Ahsoka Tano. So I really, I really think that is just key, key stuff. Mary's one. Ahsoka and the daughter laying side by side, both dying. Anakin screaming to the father is always hope. This takes us back to the fortune cookie at the beginning of the show, which was he surrenders hope, surrenders life. And the father uses Anakin to transfer the daughter's life force to Ahsoka to save her. Yes. Key stuff. Uh, Minta's number one. It's so fun for me when people have the same things that I do and they say it better than me. I love it. Minta's one. Even during her last moments, the daughter made it clear that she wanted Anakin to transfer her life force into Ahsoka in order to save her from the dark side. This shows what he's truly capable of and that Ahsoka... Uh, excuse me. Sorry, you, it disappeared. Ahsoka won't waste the daughter's sacrifice in vain. Yeah, that's a good point. Me, I hadn't thought about that. Darren's number one. The whole idea of the story arc is an interesting new view on the Force. Plus, the references to other galaxies can be a serious expansion of the Star Wars universe. Where this could expand to will be interesting to see. Yes, very much so. Robert's number one. The symbols hovering over each side of the Father's throne. The one on the left. Appropriate shape of a plus sign is soft, the one right in the shape of an X is spiky and angry. Good catch. At the same time, the X, like dark symbol present symbol is, these only up here for like 30 seconds, uh, is present with the light side symbol itself and vice versa. This seems to show that each person has both light and dark present. They can personally allow only one to be their dominant force in their personality. Only you can change yourself, as the Bendu says. Wow, Robert, that's outstanding. Out, that deserves some applause. Well done. Very insightful. Father Jimmy, Obi-Wan searching for the Father brings him almost immediately into the Father's presence, which is a cool thing. Uh, Burnt Waffles, number one, how when Anakin uses the Force to free Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, and uh, when they did, the sky went dark. Yeah, beautiful literary imagery here. Uh, Mr. Fudge wants to know, what Ahsoka giving the dagger to the sun instead of it giving, giving it to Anakin? Uh, this shows how powerful the dark side can be. Yes, it's just like a magnet. A magnet for your innermost whims and fears. It's a very, very, very powerful. Liberty's one, another view of a family dynamic, but told in the best Star Wars way, using the family element to describe the force, light and dark side, and the balance needed within. Yes. Definitely, Liberty. Well done. And like this balance here, it's almost like there's like a it's almost like everything is teetering or like a teeter totter on on choice and good versus evil, light versus dark. It's this is again, this is really rich stuff. I'm really glad we're, re, we're we are revisiting this as a community. Number one for Jason, we will destroy the Sith and the Jedi. The sun says, Li uh, lines like this continue to point towards a bigger picture of the force. I can't help but think balance goal is pursuing. I agree, Jason. I agree, and I wish I'd rewatch this before I watch the soak instead of after. Mina says, I forgot how dark this series can get. It only gets darker from there. I know. And I don't even remember the next episode very much, but I'm sure it's not going to be uh, very rosy, I wouldn't think. Well, excellent, excellent job, everyone. My goodness. This is a dark, intense episode. Like, it's it's not super joyful, um, but it's super important and super insightful. So I can't wait to see what next week is going to bring us. Because next week, we will finish off our discussion of Mortis uh, with Ghosts of Mortis. So be sure to watch Ghosts of Mortis between uh, tonight and next Tuesday, and we will talk all about and give your top five of Ghosts of Mortis. Let's go ahead and jump into Ask Dan Z. 
All right, let's do this. So uh, this is your chance to ask me anything about Star Wars specific moments in this episode or anything Star Wars related about podcasting, what have you. I do want a quick plug, give a quick plug. What an amazing show I had last week. Uh, not because of me, but because of the my blockbuster guest. I had the one and only Jim Butcher. You may know from the Dresden Files, uh, the Cinder Spires. Uh, he has got so many incredible books. It was such a thrill to get the chance to interview him, uh, hear his thoughts on Ahsoka and Star Wars, and his. He really goes into a lot of great detail about narrative, and the the process of writing. Which, as an English teacher and a writer myself, I find endlessly fascinating. So please get a chance uh, to listen to Show Six Ninety Seven of Coffee with Kenobi Naturally, wherever you can find your podcast. Jim Butcher, what an awesome, awesome thing that was. Oh, pour over this week. I, you know, pour over this week. Uh, let me get back to the other screen here. Sorry. Um, pour over this week. Uh, we did the toy. We did the toy hall of fame. Something I'd always wanted to do, and I didn't tell Tom and Corey what it was going to be. I wish I had the clip, so I apologize. I don't have one right now. But we go over the every year they have toy hall of fame nominations, and we kind of went through what deserved to go in the toy hall of fame. What didn't? This is a real thing, and it was a great fun. Uh, Liberty says this is my absolute favorite arc of Clone Wars. You know, it's either that or Siege of Mandalore for me. Uh, the Yoda arc is good. I don't know, but I think it's fun to keep going through these arcs together. For sure. Do the characters ever say the name Mortis or is it just a narrator? Um, in the first episode, don't they? Father Jimmy does. Does the daughter say it? That's a good question. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look at that again. Jason says, Jim Butcher was great in that interview. Very entertaining to listen to. Well, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate that. He, I, I hope I get to talk to him again. Or am I reading anything good? Yes, I am. I'm reading uh, several books. I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits, which is about sort of doing little things incrementally over time and seeing change. Uh, it's really interesting to me. I like to read things like that. It's for something for school, too. Uh, I'm reading uh, something in grad school, Beloved by Toni Morrison, which is a really heavy book. Uh, and I am working through The Eye of Darkness by George Mann. Uh, what else? I'm reading something else, too. I read a lot of books at the same time. Uh, for some reason, it helps me feel like I'm accomplishing more. What is the other thing I'm reading? Oh, God. oh I'm reading uh, one of the Dresden Files books, too. So there you go. Uh, Jason, do you have any plans to decorate the CWK studio for the Christmas season? Oh, Jason, do I ever do? You, I don't know if you're, would you on the show live show last year? I feel like you were. I'm sure you were. But yes, I'm going to bring in the tree. I'm going to have, it's going to be crazy. It's going to take a long time, but it's going to be so much fun. Very much worth it. Uh, Burt Wolf says, how much does the vintage phase one clone trooper cost? Well, it's the vintage, it's the vintage collection figure. So I don't know what they're running now. They're running 10 or $12. They're the same as any of the, of those size figures. But you can go on to Big Bad Toy Store or Entertainment Earth and you can find them there uh, for sure. Is the Star Wars The Clone Wars just one big story that's combined but has one narrator? Yes, basically. It takes place between episodes two and three. And yes, it's a it's it takes place three years. It's it took three it's three years of Star Wars timeline, but yes, that is it. Father Jimmy just finished Atomic Habits. Great, isn't it? It's just a terrific, really, really insightful book. You know, speaking of insightful, you all are so insightful to me. I've learned so much from you. I always do, and I really appreciate that. I hope 
I hope, I hope, I hope that you will continue to spread the word about our community here at Coffee with Kenobi and that you will invite them to join us. That invitation is such a big thing, inviting people to join us as we talk about Star Wars each and every week. This is one of those podcasts, one of the few podcasts, if I may say, where you have an instant voice that is spread everywhere. Not only do you get to watch a show on YouTube or Facebook live, you can watch it later on coffeewithkenobi.com, which I highly encourage you to go to for daily announcements and notifications. But all things in the world of Star Wars, reviews, blogs, all kinds of great stuff. But you can listen to the audio of this particular podcast on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's all right there for you. So if you contribute to the show, your voice is instantly heard by everyone. Uh, don't forget, in the summer of 2025, we're going to go on the Disney Wish. It, it's got a Star Wars lounge. Disney cruises are this the best, to me, the best Star Wars vacation. It's the best Disney vacation you could possibly have. We get to go on the hyperspace lounge together. Uh, and the more of us that get to go together, uh, the more fun it is, quite honestly. And you've got a couple years to save. So hopefully you can join us when we get an actual date. I will let you know. Means that may the force be with you, Mary. Have a wonderful week. Uh, hope everyone has a chance to recognize and remember our veterans on this upcoming Veterans Day. Yes, please do. With, without them, none of this is possible. Thank you so much to our veterans. Jason, have a great week. I look forward to seeing you next time as well. Uh, Liberty, thank you so much for joining us. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. Thank you again so much for joining me. Mortis is incredible. And I'm so glad we're learning and re-experiencing it together. So much more fun stuff to come. I've got a lot of amazing interviews lined up for Coffee with Kenobi that you are not going to want to miss. So stay tuned. Robert, may the force be with you. Uh, Mary says, DCL schedules popped up this week from January to May. So hopefully the cruise schedule is released soon. I hope so, Mary. As soon as it is, I will be posting it all over the place. Thank you so much again, everybody. I'll see you next time. Remember, this is a live podcast you're looking for. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here.